Thursday, it's June 16th, 2022. My name is Jeremy, and this is my first cup of coffee. Good morning to Mark. Good morning to Jenny. Who else is out there? Good morning to all of you, whether you're watching live later or listening. So on today's installment of First Cup, we're going to talk about Possibly the most ironic thing that has ever happened to me in my life. Um, we're going to celebrate a birthday. We're going to talk about an episode of Martial Arts Radio. So, the irony. Let's start. Good morning also to who else is here? Liz, John, Gad. Okay. So, yesterday morning. We spent some time talking about ticks and Lyme disease and how I would handle it if I thought I might have Lyme disease. So yesterday I was outside for a couple hours wearing the same pants that I had worn farm caretaking last weekend. Took a shower. This is a little tiny spot. Why is there a scab on my... Nope, that's not a scab. Is it? Let me hold this under a magnifying glass. Oh, that's a tick. Let me take a picture of it with my camera and zoom in. Looks like it could be a deer tick. Emailed my naturopath. Hey, here's a picture of a tick. Here's a picture of the spot on my leg, which I had marked out with Sharpie to monitor if it gets worse. It was just a little bump where it was embedded. And she wrote back overnight. She's like, let's get it sent out. Let's get you on some doxycycline. Less than 24 hours later. Like, oh, barely 12 hours later. Never in my life have I had a deer tick that I'm aware of. Blows my mind. Good morning, Andy. Good morning, Dennis. So there's a part of me, small part of me, that's thinking like, hey, did you like make this happen? Did you manifest this? Did you talk about it? The universe was like, oh, you want a deer tick. Here's one. No, that's not what I think happened. It just happened to happen. And if anything, if there's any kind of signal, it was me thinking about it ahead of time. Because I've had that happen a few times and it used to happen the most, well, the, the most tangible example is back when I had my IT company. There would be certain customers that we would see very infrequently. And I'd start to think, oh, we haven't seen so-and-so for a while. And they'd be in the next week. And it was to the point where there was one particular customer 
that I would have that thought and I would let the team know, be like, we're going to see this guy next week. They're like, what? You're insane. Sure enough, he'd show up. I don't know. Catching whispers from the universe. Can't explain it. Good morning, Brian. Yeah, people are saying. <laughs> um, Dennis says, Ugh, hoping he'll be just fine. You know, I think I will. You know, uh, so the double-edged sword of being able to, you know, understand any kind of medical thing well enough is you can do some research, but then you are confronted with what the internet tells you for research. So I took a look at, you know, is this a deer tick? I saved it. It's in a, a small Ziploc bag in a Gladware in the fridge. So it, it hopefully stays dormant, doesn't try to find some way to escape because it has to go after testing. It's in a container, so even if it gets out of the bag, it shouldn't be able to get out of the container. But this thing is tiny. It's like the size of a freckle. It's... And so, of course, once I, I got that thing off, I went and I, like, scoured my body. I'm using, like, mirrors and, like, is, it, is there one there? Is there one in my nose? Uh, and I pretty much boiled my pants. I washed them on hot, heavy-duty, extra rinse. It's like a two-hour cycle. Um, Brian says, $1 bounty per 10 ticks killed. Well, this is part of why I keep birds around and I try to keep the grass short. You know, honestly, like, I don't believe either of these ticks came from my property. I came, I think they came from a farm. Just think about a farm. You've got animal feed, which means you have mice. Mice carry ticks. That's like the incubation vector. Oh, by the way, day four of the stupid bird waking me up. Let me sleep till about five this morning, though. I still don't understand. Does it all, not like constantly through the day, but all day. I don't know what this bird's end game is. I feel like I'm trapped in a really bad Edgar Allan Poe knockoff. It's not the raven. It's like the chubby little finch. Because this thing, it's when it sits, it's round. It, it really is like a round bird with a tail. It's just like... Um, so I go online and I'm doing research and the, the, the thrust of it is if you catch it early and you get on antibiotics, you're fine. The longer you wait, the more difficult it is. And because these things are so tiny, man, it would be so easy to have one of these things, you know, like under some hair or whatever and just not know that it's there so yeah keep birds around john says early and proper removal of ticks greatly reduces risk of disease use fine tweezers don't squeeze the body make sure the head comes out if the tick is still alive when it comes out that's a good sign you removed it right Here's the challenge with the ones that with the one that I had, there was nothing to grab onto. I was in there with my fingernail, basically digging out my my flesh, because that's what had to be done. Uh, I did get the whole thing, and I know I got the whole thing because it was still moving around. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> Liz says about the bird, oh, he's getting nicer. He wishes to mate is my guess. Well, he's barking up the wrong tree. And why is he tapping on the windows? Where does he think he's going? And who does he think is inside? Hmm. Julie says maybe an Alfred Hitchcock movie. Yeah, that kind of vibe. Like that really simple, like I'm going to work on a psychological level. I've taken pictures of the bird. And I did what I've done the last few days, just smack the window and it flies away and a couple minutes later it's back. Jenny says, I've been told it takes a minimum of 36 hours of attachment for a tick to transmit disease. That was advice from the boy's pediatrician several years ago. It's entirely possible. It is entirely possible that that's what's going on. Um, I'm responding to a different comment. Hold on. Maybe it is 36 hours. I don't know, but um, I trust my doctor. She knows I hate antibiotics. And she even wrote in her email, she's like, we got to get you on a probiotic. And I was like, oh, I'm taking this new probiotic. It's awesome. Let me tell you about it. Uh, John says the bird's going after his reflection. Maybe. But the angle of the sun where it is, I don't think there's much reflection going on. I really, I really don't. It's, there's something, there's something unique. This bird is seeing this situation in a very different way. Maybe I'll mount a mirror somewhere and distract him and pull him away from me. Maybe that would work. I don't know. Yeah, it says maybe the first cross species, unrequited love. This could be an Oscar winning movie. Maybe we have to combine these two things. Maybe, maybe it's the tick bite. Maybe it's a radioactive tick. I can hear him tapping on the window. So I, I, I become tick man, and then I, I crossbreed with the finch, and I don't even know what that byproduct would be. It would hatch out of an egg. It would fly. It would basically be a vampire bird, right? It would be a vampire bird. We don't need to bring that into the world. Oh, pour more coffee. So yesterday, I got a decent amount of work done. It was about 2.30 that I hit the wall. I plowed through email like it was nobody's business. I had between Whistlekick and my Gmail account, I must have had a couple hundred emails. And yeah, a lot of them were spam. I don't generally go through email on Tuesdays that I record and delete stuff, but I went through it, plowed through it. A bunch of you probably got emails back, sent out a newsletter we sold uh, as a result of the newsletter. And this part, I, I love you guys. I really do. And and those people who came to All In Weekend that loved All In Weekend, which was everybody as far as I know, um, I knew most of the people at All In Weekend. We only had a couple people that came that I couldn't directly say, oh, how did this person connect in? And of course, I met those people. 
But that's a really exciting element for me. It means that the things that we do work for people that don't know me personally. Yay. We had somebody else sign up yesterday. Somebody signed up and I don't know their name. And I love that. Yay. We are well over half sold now. For those of you waiting, stop waiting. Don't wait. Because the sooner we sell out, the sooner we can start working on things. The sooner we can. Yeah. We'll just leave it at that. The sooner we can start working on things. Jenny says, maybe the bird brought you the tick and he is waiting for you to say thank you for the lovely gift. Um, I've been trying to avoid thoughts of murdering the bird. That makes me want to murder the bird. I was thinking about getting a squirt gun. And every time he lands there, just like hose him down. Like a big squirt gun. And Kat says, origin story developing in front of our eyes. Brian says, yesterday was wild. Long story short, helped a co-worker stranded in Windsor fix her car by replacing the alternator for her. Well, that was nice of you. What else happened? So grateful my work team allowed me to leave on short notice to help her. What else happened? Um, I did the books. Still in this transition from bank to bank. Put a bunch of time in on that. As you might imagine, there are many things that, many services that Whistlekick uses that my consulting work uses and have to sign up for different banks. Actually, I haven't even started the Whistlekick stuff yet. It's all the consulting stuff. So the bird is part cat, apparently. Um, what else? Went to the post office. Went to the car dealership. There's a, like a recall thing on, on one of my cars. What else do I do? Came back here and just hammered on the backyard because the landscaper's going to come on Monday and mow again. I mean, I needed to undo all the crap I did. And it looks so much better. And it took two hours between the mower and the weed whacker running four batteries. And I finished up a little after seven. That was it. Now it is Thursday, which means podcast day. Yay, podcasts. Oh. Before I tell you about today's episode, so I posted a question that I, at for in the martial arts radio behind the scenes Facebook group. At first, this was like a mental exercise, not a joke, but just kind of like a, a an offhanded thing. If you could take two past guests and have them interview each other, or really just kind of record together, who would that be? But as as people started to respond, I said, wait a second, we could probably make this happen. So here's what I need from all of you. Those of you who listen to the show, which I assume is most of you, if not all of you, think about that and then go over to the Facebook group. Please chime in on this. Because if we get a bunch of responses, Andrew and I will do this. We'll reach out to people and say, hey, we want you two to record together. We've had plenty of people on the show who have been able to carry conversations well enough that I would have no problem sticking them together. One of our most 
popular episodes on YouTube is Hanchi Bruce Jutnik and Superfoot Bill Wallace talking together. I was not involved other than to record it. And if you watch it on YouTube, you will see that the first time I laid out video recording gear, I did it in a really bad way because I had to keep checking things because my camera shuts off in 20 minutes. So I had to do some things and uh, bottom line, I kept stepping into frame. But it's a wonderful conversation. They talk about the old days. They talk about people. It's really, really a fun conversation. I'd like to do that. So I'd love to get your feedback on who we should approach because it's going to be way easier to get people to say yes if we tell them, hey, you, we asked people who they wanted and you were one of their top two. So please think about it. Chime in. Now, today's episode is... Oh, oof! Is that even there? Because I didn't, I didn't record an intro and an outro. Whoops! Oh wait, no. Whew. Nope, nope. Those already aired. Do we have an episode today? Did I screw that up? Let's see what happened. <laughs> nope, it's there. Great job, Julius. Julius took it and ran with it despite having literally zero instruction. It was actually a good conversation. So um, this is where, now I'm not going to say who it is because I don't know that people want to be named if you want to be named. One of you in the chat right now gave us this person. And if you acknowledge that this was you, I will thank you and everyone can know, but I will leave that up to you. Uh, so today's episode is with, uh, shoot, what's his last name? Mark Vinci of the Model Mugging Program. Now, if you're familiar with, of, with let's say, Rad, or Tony Blower Spear stuff, this is the precursor to those. As far as I know, this is like the first organized, seminar-based, self-defense program that existed. I'm not saying I know that definitively, but as far as I know. So I got a chance to talk to the person who runs this now because it's, it's not the person who founded it because it was founded that long ago. And we had a great conversation. The conversation centers around the psychology, the implementation of self-defense. And I think it's something that all of you really, I don't like to use the word need, but whatever's just barely before that. You really, really, really should check out this episode. Uh, there is a video version and once again, what a shout out, Julius, because I didn't get him the degree of materials that I should have. This was a quick, quick turnaround. We recorded this, I think it was last Wednesday. So, yeah. What else did you guys do yesterday? I've, I've got what Brian did. Brian helped somebody out with their car. Who else did something? You all did stuff. What'd you do? Anybody else get potentially infected with life-altering diseases? 
All right, put my phone back. I don't need that. Uh, today, what's going on today? I've got some meetings. I have corralled my week into meetings on Mondays and Thursdays. I'm not taking meetings on Fridays anymore. I'm not taking meetings on Wednesday other than the one meeting that I have longstanding. No more Tuesday meetings, no more Wednesday meetings, no more Friday meetings. And that means I've got like four meetings today. That's okay. Because the meetings like throughout were killing me. What else is going on? I'm going to look at my day. I don't even know what I'm doing. What am I doing? I have a meeting with Andrew. We're going to talk about the podcast, I assume. Uh, I am building a order for sparring gear. I got confirmation on the last bit of information I need before I put that in. So here's a question. If any of you have been waiting on sparring gear and there are specific colors in mind that you need, I need an email from you like right away because they have limited inventory. They are basically out of foam. They have no more foam, but somewhere along the way, they found a bunch of stuff that they had cut formed and not colored for us. So I have limited quantities available. Apparently I can bring in a ton of helmets. I can't bring in much else. But if you want stuff, you got to let me know. I see meeting with somebody else, meeting with client, meeting with client, meeting with client, and a bunch of other work. I put up a Patreon video yesterday. Did you guys see it? You Patreon peoples? There's nobody in the chat. Is the chat broken? I think the chat's broken. If you can see me, like, can you type something in the chat? Because I don't know what's going on. I see, I see other numbers moving the chat. It's weird for you guys to not be conversation. All right. Well, that was a long opening dialogue. Check out episodes and things and meetings. And now, so I told you we're celebrating a birthday. And this is a great example of Frank and, and our friendship and him knowing how important certain things are. And in this case, certain people are to me. Today would have been Tupac, Tupac's 51st birthday. Um, I grew up in the woods of Maine at a time when it was very, where it was not common for rural youth to be listening to rap music. I was disparaged for it. My mother was not happy about it. And while I did have some, some peers who listened to rap music, most of them were not people that I wanted to associate with. Okay. It was definitely fringe music at the time early 90s, even through the mid-90s. But what, what I heard in that music was people who were dealt a rough hand, which resonated for me, who were trying to make more of themselves. And secondarily, what I heard in Tupac's music was all of that difficult relationship with his mother, father wasn't around. Add to that a very politically conscious perspective onto the world. And this was music that I just, I listened to constantly. 
Uh, in fact, one of the things around my house that requires buttons, numbers, his birthday is involved in the numbers. So we've got some quotes that I'm going to... Okay, so people do do see me. All right, Jenny's feeding Lilith. Kelly's still here. Jenny says that her husband, Matt, yesterday taught one of the best black belt classes of his life. That's awesome. What made it better? So here we go with, with these three these three quotes. Um, this is a lyric from, from a song. June 16th, 1971, Mama gave birth to a hell-raising heavenly son. If you want to see someone whose awareness of the world was far beyond their years. Here's a great example. Um, his mother was a Black Panther and she was one of the, oh, what's the city? The Chicago 13, the something 13. Successfully defended herself in court um, against some, some pretty big trumped up charges that could have been catastrophic. But if you look, there, there's a, a bunch of footage of him being interviewed when he was 17. And there's a, there's a segment of it that's routinely quoted in the various documentaries on him. And he talks about, he says, you know, that there, there should be classes on police brutality. There should be classes on apartheid. And he, he rattles off a, a handful of things stating there, we should have a better understanding through our educational system of the way the world works. And he says, but there isn't. There are classes on, and he just kind of, like, gym. It's always stuck with me. Life's a test. Mistakes are lessons. But the gift of life is knowing that you have made a difference. And I think a lot of us can, can relate to this. We're not perfect. Even when we step up in front of a class, those of you who teach, when was the last time you taught a class and you were perfect? You're never perfect. But that doesn't mean that you're not conveying knowledge. It doesn't mean you're not helping students progress. And even if we're not talking about you teaching a class, we all have things that we embody. We all share something with the world, even if it's in small amounts and infrequently. And the world is better for you doing it doesn't require perfection there's this notion in the martial arts that you have to be some high-ranking anything in order to convey what you know and i am the exact opposite and i've witnessed this there is nothing wrong in my mind with a day two martial artist helping a day one martial artist doesn't have to be perfect to be beneficial. Oh yeah, I worked on this last week. Do this. For those of you who I, I know, I know rap music is not everyone's cup of tea, and that's fine. And I'm not going to go so far as to say, hey, I would love everyone to listen to his music today. But for those of you who who at least tolerate it. There, this is this is part of the 
outro from a song called Keep Your Head Up. It's off his second album. For those of you who tolerate rap music or even enjoy it, I would love for you to listen to this song today and really listen to it. I know it seems hard sometimes, but remember one thing through every dark night, there's a bright day after that. So no matter how hard it gets, stick your chest out, keep your head up, and handle it. I cannot tell you his second album was the first one I ever had. I cannot tell you how many days his words, I don't want to say saved me, but helped me get through to the next day. So if you are so inclined, I would love for you to do that. And Gad says, and I know Gad, Gad and I have been, been talking rap music a bit. I was really surprised and also happy for him that he made it from a minor figure in digital underground to a successful solo career. Yeah, he, he started off as a roadie. He was throwing equipment around and going on tour and then they gave him a verse and people liked it and went from there. Matt's answer to what made it a great class. Well, we did a lot of Bunkai and the kids just surprised me. It was a lot of the Hunchi and Sipsu and the things the kids came up with were all beyond anything we've done this far. That's awesome. Gad <laughs> says, tolerate it. My hemoglobin has been replaced by hip hop. So there you go. I'm going to listen to as much of his music today as possible. Most of you don't know, I actually have. Um, so his very first tattoo was his name on his chest and it was mine. I, I have him, he is tattooed on my chest. That's how serious I am about his music. That's how influential and important he was. That that's occupies a pretty strong place for me. Have a great day. Go check out that episode of Martial Arts Radio. You're going to like it. Tomorrow's Friday. We'll be back. I'm assuming Frank's going to throw us some jokes because he always does. He does a great job of that. Thank you as always to Frank for all the things that he gets us. And as you can see from today, he doesn't just randomly throw stuff out there. He, he really puts some thought into it, and I appreciate that. If you want to support us and everything that we're doing, Patreon, patreon.com slash whistlekick. I, the video I put up yesterday on Patreon was something that I, I'm going to be honest. I've never heard anyone talk about this in relation to training and technique. Um, if you want the videos, 10 bucks a month. Hopefully you get at least $10 of value from what we put out. But you can always go down to even the $2 a month tier. You can also grab something at whistlekick.com with the code FIRSTCUP15 and if you want the whole list, it's whistlekick.com slash family. You are family. Most, Just about everybody watching this show I would call family. If you're family, you should check out the family page. 
We do the show every weekday, 6.30 a.m. U.S. Eastern Time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. We're chipping away. We're chipping away. We're almost there with Twitch users. And if you've got questions or comments, leave them on the Facebook page or email me, facebook.com slash first cup of Jeremy. My email address, jeremy at whistlekick.com. Anything that you want to reach out about, feel free, please. I like hearing from you guys. And that's all I've got for you today. I almost did the martial arts video sign off. So uh, I'll see you tomorrow. Take care, everybody. Peace.